This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Yeah. Neutral, it's feel it's a feel good Friday. We're coming down to our first full week on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Yes, yeah, yes. I'm excited. Hey mama, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> we still here. Still here. Yeah, so we, we definitely thank you for being here with us in our first week. Yeah. And you know, we we're, we're gonna always ask you to continue to you know like and subscribe. Go ahead and comment on there because we're active. We're going to respond to you. Even if you don't like the video, you know, we're going to you know, ask you for an explanation as to why, of course, because why wouldn't you like what we have going on here on ATL Day Ones? You know, we love you. We love everybody. We invite all of you to also follow us on our all, all audio platforms because we can get to us there. If you can't watch, you can definitely listen. So we uh, we thank you. And it's free, it's free, it's free, 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 free. You don't have to worry about paying for anything. But T, you know, coming up today, we got some, we got a Tiger update. The Atlanta Hawks play against the Miami Heat tonight. Yes. And Atlanta United got some big news. Man, oh my God. Whew. Can't get right. But before we get that, I want to tell you all about Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Master Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. So here's what you need to do. Go to Bet Online and go put some money on Dustin Johnson. You know, put some strange on there. You know, Dustin's got, got off to a good start. You know, he, he's doing his thing. And of course, the man of all mans when it comes to golf, Tiger Woods. <laughs> After that first round performance, yes. you want to put some money on him too? So go ahead. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and actions. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yes. See, Tiger Woods, like I mentioned earlier. He got off to a good start today. He, I'm out yesterday in the first round, mm -hmm. minus one, you know, under par. So hey, does this look like something that we, we might need to start paying attention to even more? Even though we eyeballs are all, all locked on Tiger, yes. the fact that he's performed well yesterday, I don't know about you, but this, I think this is, we might be on to something for sure. It could be. He definitely said after round one that he's right where he wanted to be. So that gives me confidence that his body cooperated with him yesterday to get him to one under par and to shoot a 71 in round one. That, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. And so I'm interested to see what's going to happen today because this is essentially the first time. And for him, he actually gets an advantage because, you know, with the Masters, they, they flip tee times. So right. his tee time was morning yesterday and it, it'll be afternoon today. So instead of just a 24 hour turnaround, he's got more like a 30, 32 hour turnaround, right. which, hey, right. look, when you have your body under constraints that it hasn't been under or, or strains that it hasn't been under for almost two years, you want us you want more time for that that bounce back so again i think we saw something very very encouraging yesterday and i'm just looking to see 
how he his body responds today. Yeah, I'm a, I'm also I'm I'm, a, I'm interested as well because a lot of times as an as a former athlete, I hate saying that, but I'm gonna say it in this case because it applies, right? I, you hate you you when you get back coming back from an injury, there's are some things that you are kind of a little cognizant of, or mm-hmm. or you might be a little bit too cognizant of. Yes. And I think that obviously with Tiger Woods, no matter how big his ego is, he understands mm-hmm. what he what he's coming from or, or where he, where he came from from in these you know in in this time period he was out and dealing with the accident. I think that when you first get out there, you start to pay attention to some things that you normally wouldn't pay attention to. Like, okay, all right, when is the pain coming? Mm-hmm. Okay, if I do this, is this going to come? Or, or is, if I tweak this way, my body this way, and my hip going to start hurting? You know, all of those things come to mind when you, when you think about coming from a space where they were thinking about cutting his leg off, you know, being yeah. amputated, you know, so when coming back from that, I think that, you know, Tiger is going to play this thing, play this thing out and, and see how it goes. And I think that after that first day, that's when you really get a good gauge of, you know, your the level of pain tolerance and, and what you're absolutely uh, dealing with. Yeah, I think so too. And so, you know, we'll see um, exactly where he lands and JM has had, a great, uh, I guess, round and a half by now. So just very interested to see actually how the field rounds out overall because the, it's interesting when you look at the top five, you see some names that we're familiar with, like you mentioned, uh, a Dustin uh, Johnson. But we're seeing some other names as well, like a Cameron Smith. And So M and Smith have actually made some noise at the Masters the last couple years. But ultimately, I'm also kind of looking to see that as well because that goes back to a conversation that we started earlier in the week, which is, yes, absolutely, when Tiger is on the links, it makes a difference. Like, it literally lifts that sport out of the doldrums. But on the same token, I'm always looking to see the new-new and kind of see, okay, not expecting Tiger, but looking to see who else is out there making noise. So we got an eye on Colin Marikawa, for example, to see exactly how his day two goes on the links as well. But yeah, excited, absolutely excited for what we've seen in Tiger or with Tiger so far. You know, no doubt about it. And that's absolutely what we're looking for here in the city of Atlanta, where we talk all Atlanta sports. The Atlanta Hawks take on the Miami Heat tonight, T. It's going yes. down. It yes. looks like uh, Lou Williams is uh, going to be questionable with some with lower back injury, mm-hmm. uh, lower back tightness. And, of course, John Collins is out. But the good news about that, they have not ruled him out for the season just yet. Right. So we shall see how that goes down. But um, I think that we don't know whether or not they're going to sit their guys or, or the Miami Heat or are going to go ahead and play their guys. But I think it's a matter of the Hawks coming out doing what they need to do. And, 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 you know, it all starts with Trey Young. Yeah. Yeah. And he, here's the interesting part as well. When I think about the Wizards, that game, literally they allowed the Hawks overall allowed Kristaps Porzingis to get the best of them the first yeah. half of the game. Yes. But the second half, they really shut him down. They really kept him in check and they stepped back and said, Okay, and I'm just throwing out a random name here because it was really that entire squad. But okay, Contavious Caldwell Pope, you beat us. Right. And once they literally put the focus on locking down on Porzingis and gave everybody else 
the opportunity to beat them. Nobody stood up. Nobody stepped up. Conversely, Trey was quiet that first half until Whoa. right before halftime. And the Hawks overall playing a two-way game were doing pretty solid. So I like what I saw there. I, I'm excited about what's going to happen tonight. Yes, you do hope for good fortune that the Heat don't actually play all of their available players. But honestly, all I want them to do is focus on two people. And I'm glad that one person is out and then we'll move on. But the real talk is Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson taking nothing away from their starters, but really who's given the Hawks the most blues, the Heat's bench. So I'm interested to see not just if the starters start, but who's coming off that bench for them tonight. And then also PJ Tucker is out. So he was someone who's had uh, in at least the first two games against the Hawks, uh, they kind of contained him the third game of the first two games. They kind of had trouble with him. And meanwhile, the Hawks are starting to get a rhythm at the four minus John Collins, so I feel comfortable that that might be advantageous to the Hawks tonight. Yeah, no doubt about it. We'll be having our eyeballs on what's going on with the Hawks as they try to slide into that AFC, baby, baby, not we shall see. Seven is still in play, too, now, don't it's, it's interesting because everything yeah. is in play for them, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, come on, man. That's, and that's why these, these games, these last couple of games are so important. Like I said, with the Heat, you know, being a high-ranked team in the, in the playoffs, I think mm-hmm. that this would be a good barometer as far as going forward. And like you're saying, being able to make some noise yeah. in the actual playoffs yes. outside the play-in tournament. All right, well, before we get ready to get up out of here, is for this um, Jarvis and T, you know, top three. Atlanta United, Joseph Martinez, out six to eight weeks, T. Like, what is going on with this squad? It just can't get right. Yeah, it's a it's a tough blow, a setback, if you will. Right. We knew a couple days ago that he was headed back to Pittsburgh to the same medical center that had really um, worked on his right knee the first time. And basically, he went in for a scope, and now, you know, and they had to clean some things out. They had to clean some debris out. So right. the recovery time is about six to eight weeks, which roughly for United is uh, eight matches. And also, I believe the U.S. Cup is kind of um, encamped in there. But the one thing that I thought was encouraging is, yes, when you don't have Joseph on the pitch, of course, you're going to lose some offense. But really, when you look at what the what Five Stripes has been able to do this entire season, that offense has really been using, you know, a football term, if you will, a spread offense. I mean, literally, it has he he scored two goals so far this season. But you have a number of players outside of Luis Arujo. I think he's the only one who scored a goal and will be out tonight. But literally or Sunday, rather, against Charlotte FC. But literally, they have gotten scoring from a number of different places. And that's the thing that encourages me. And then when you have someone like Gonzalo Pineda, who really does get five stripes to invest in uh, defense, I think their defense is getting better as well. So I am still encouraged that they're going to get through this rough patch. And hopefully it's just a setback. And I think the positive kind of ending on an optimistic note is at least we didn't get that tweet that said he was done for the season. So I still feel like it's a win on some level for United that they'll only lose him potentially for six to eight weeks. No doubt about it. And uh, coming up next, T, there is another team that took an L last night. The Atlanta Braves lost to the Cincinnati Reds. However, there were a few bright spots 
that I know we need to point out um, to kind of give the Braves fans something to feel good about. That's coming up next on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones, a part of the Locked On Sports Network here in Atlanta. And listen, we want you guys to continue doing what you have been doing in this first full week of our podcast, which is checking us out on YouTube. Go there, like us, follow us, and subscribe to not just our show, but subscribe to everything on the channel. Just rock with all of us. Also, we are on every audio platform that you can think of. If it's an audio platform, you will find us there. So continue to follow us and check us out on any and all of those platforms and tell your friends to do the same. Now, Jarvis, we are talking Braves today in our deep dive segment. But before we do that, before we give you guys our reaction to Acuna Freeman and our reaction to the opening day game, Braves versus Reds, we want to tell you how we both stay healthy, healthy, and how we do that is we use the opportunity that's been given to us, courtesy of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and that is to indulge. Yes, we can indulge in something, and that is the yes. built bar. Yes. So, because we are both dedicated to doing things in a healthy and happy way in 2022, and when you look at it from a health perspective, the most important thing is of course your health, but also don't you want to eat something that tastes good? That's your Bill Bar. Yes. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. So, hey, you get that fix. And also they're low calorie, high protein. You can replace your candy bars with these because guess what? They're better for you. And your mid section will thank you. I know mine will. So you go to built.com. You can scroll down their macros chart. You'll be blown away when they tell you that 130 calories, four grams of sugar for net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, which you gotta love. So again, you go to built.com for the offer, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So, of course, we know that there was the amazing hoisting of the 2022 World Series champion banner for the Atlanta Braves on Thursday night. But before the game even started, there was some attention that was paid to anything and everything but that World Series win. And that, of course, was Freddie Freeman's follow-up response to Ronald Acuna's uh, feedback, if you will, or his conversation with a Dominican journalist. So just to give you guys a quick run back he uh ronald acuna spoke with dominican journalist jansen pujols on wednesday night this was via ig live and they delved into the topic of freddie freeman and the question was what he basically how he felt about him would he miss him and his response was me nothing when he was asked if he would miss him and he went on to say uh when you come up as a rookie there's always somebody who wants to stick it to you you come with your swagger from the minor leagues. You do your eye black, your sunglasses, your hat a little crooked. A lot of people see it as wrong, and I don't look at it as wrong because it's part of the game. And he went on to say that he felt like Freeman was overbearing. He didn't feel like when he was plunked that he got the support that he wanted or needed from Freeman. So we were left with about 24 hours to kind of unpack that. And like you said, yeah, yeah. yeah, unpack it, but not to go over the top with it. And I'm really, really glad that we took that stance because when we heard back from Freddie Freeman, 
the comments were actually kind of consistent with what Acuna said about him. And right. I think, in my opinion, it put it to rest. But real quick, I want to just share a few uh, comments that were made by Freddie Freeman. He said, hey, I saw the eye black situation. When you put on a Braves uniform in that organization, there's organizational rules. You don't cover the A with sunglasses. You don't wear earrings. You have your hair a certain length, etc." But he ultimately wrapped up with saying that his family was going to miss Ronald. He loves Ronald. Can't wait to see him get on the field again because the game of baseball needs him. So, Jarvis, yes. with Acuna's comments, with Freddie's follow-up comments, we all we both agree that it's a non-issue. But are we ready to put this to bed and move on? Or is yes. there still something looming down the road? I don't think it's anything looming. I don't think we probably even even revisit this for a little bit. And it wasn't mm -hmm. I don't even think it'd be anything to add to the conversation. I think it can be brought up when when the Braves face the Dodgers this summer. So uh I don't outside of that, I don't think there's anything to it. I think it was just two yeah. grown men who had a, a difference of opinion. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Freddie starts talking about some of the things that I don't really care for about tradition and how you're supposed yes. to wear your hat and can't wear yes. eye black, can't cover the eye. Hey, get, 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 get. Whatever, man, let's go play baseball. Like, let the, yeah. let the person be an individual. That's what's wrong with baseball at the end of the day. You know, they want they don't want to let people be individuals. They want right. to say all of the traditions of the game and not get tired of that crap. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm Most so people tired. are. Yeah. yeah. You know Most what I'm saying? people so, are. So as a as a as a as the fan as fans, we mm -hmm. need to kind of move on from trying to make people fit a certain mold in baseball. Yeah. Because guess what? It's not necessarily beneficial for those guys who want to do things outside of baseball from yeah. a emotional standpoint or from maybe getting some opportunity to do some national ads and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So let the guys be who they are. Let them yes. kind of do their thing. And as long as they're going out there and giving it 100% on the field, what does it matter? Right, right. And like we said, colleagues, now these two colleagues that you see right here, Jarvis and T, we are friends. But not everybody is friendly. Not everybody has their BFF on their team with them. And right. that is okay. Like you said, as long as you get on the field and you do damage, that is all that matters. And we have seen the Braves kind of soften their stance and evolve and I think what Freddie was just saying is, hey, that's how he was raised in the organization, which is right. okay. But mm -hmm. this is how Acuna Jr. was raised in the organization. And that is okay, too, as long as we can find the middle ground and do what we do, which is what they did last year when Acuna was doing lights out work when everything was up in the air with the Braves and we didn't even know if they were going to have a 500 season. And then we know what Freeman did in terms of getting them to the World Series and getting the win. So speaking of that, hoisting the pennant on uh, yesterday, raising the banner at uh, Truist Park mm -hmm. to kick off opening day. 14 teams played last night, so it was a busy night uh, in Major League mm -hmm. Baseball. The Braves got their 2022 campaign underway against the Reds. Looked good in the beginning, so kind of want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, yeah, we'll, we'll start with the good, right? So right, a couple of goods. Uh, Max Free. Max Freed, the start for Max Freed was good. Then it got a little shaky and then it got a little good again, right? So there were some good things that we saw out of Max Freed because when you're striking out the side in the first inning and everything is just going your way, we're like, whoa, that's Max Freed from, you know, game six of the World Series. That's Max Freed, who is the potential side young candidate. So I'm going to go with him 
in the good category, but we know we can put him in bad and ugly as well. But Max Fried, I thought that was the good category. And I know you were excited because you mentioned him even yesterday. So I'm going to leave the third guy to you, Spencer Strider. Dealing. Yeah. Winning strikes, strikeouts, yeah. absolutely dealing. Had that 100 mile an hour ball just going. And I know I'm going to leave the third guy to you who I thought was in the good category, Austin Riley. Yeah, my boy Austin Riley did his thing. Like when you when I you see a guy like him and, mm -hmm. and just the way he playing and and a lot of you know preseason uh previews. I mean, I'm sorry, preseason previews, season previews. Mm -hmm. You know that he's one of the names that was thrown out there for National League MVP by one of the the biggest national writers, Bob mm -hmm. Nightingale. So he yeah. was for the um to be the NL MVP, and I think he's gonna get, have plenty of opportunity. He goes yes. three for four, you know, two RBIs and mm -hmm. a home run late in the game. Yeah, you know, trying to help you know bring the Braves back, but you know, unfortunately, they came up uh, come up a little bit short. Mm -hmm. But I, I think the way he the way he was just out there and, and kind of to add to what you were talking about, Max Free, mm -hmm. you know. When he came out there throwing those ninety-eight mile per hour fastballs, I was like, "Oh my goodness, yeah, this like, is yeah. down." Yeah. <laughs> but I think we can kind of segue into the bad, right? When when you talk about you know just having bad look, like mm -hmm. because the Cincinnati Reds yeah, yeah. all were, but the Braves weren't. Like you right. know, like real soft hit balls, mm -hmm. you know, going out and just landing it and just looping over, like, yeah. yeah, just blooping though, a lot of bloopers and everything. I was mm -hmm. just like, ah. You know, it was kind of a little bad look when it comes to, you know, Max Freed. And, you know, he ended up going eight, giving up eight hits and five mm -hmm. on the run. So, and, you know, it's unfortunate, like I said, especially when he got off to the start that he did. But, yeah. I mean, like I said, it was some 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 bright spots, but mm -hmm. it was definitely some bad as well. Yeah, yeah, because on the opposite end of the spectrum for what we saw from Spencer Strider was what we saw from Colin McHugh. Now, yeah. one game sample size, so yeah, we're not saying it's going to be bad all season. We have to remind everybody, <laughs> you, got, you got 161 games to go. Right. But it was a bad look at that moment because the game was still within reach, if you will. And I don't know, it just kind of felt like he comes in and really kind of puts it out of reach until, to your point, Austin Riley kind of gets back in there and, and gives the, the, uh, the Braves a chance. Another thing that I would say, was I wouldn't say it's bad, but maybe we'll put it in the kind of bad category, is um, the chemistry. And I do think that that's going to get better, especially maybe in the infield. I think that's going to get better as time goes on because, like we said, Matt Olson is new, you know, and getting that timing together with Dansby Swanson the way that Dansby had the timing with uh, Freddie or same with Ozzy Albies, I think it's just a matter of that. And also the bad, and I'm going to make this one a generality and you tell me what you think, Jarvis. But the mm -hmm. bad is, especially for your pitching staff, this is what happens when you have a truncated spring training. Yeah, exactly. So we, we need to expect that these are the kinds of things that we're going to see probably for the better part of a month. And, you know, we already really start counting things after Memorial Day. And that's in a true, you know, Major League Baseball season that goes in full from – uh, the end of March or the very, very beginning of April on through. So now that they've lost the time that they've lost, we really just know that it may take even a little bit longer, maybe into early June before we see even the Braves and other teams catch their stride. No doubt about it. And, you know, I think that at the top of the order, I guess I can put this mm -hmm. in the other category, you know, just from Eddie Rosario, you know, your leadoff man going over three, that's not good. Yes. You know, like I said, but like I said, 
Uh, they had a, they were locked out for 99 days. Yes. The first game of the season, and I don't foresee the Cincinnati Reds going on to win the World Series this year. Right. I'm not too concerned. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where we're, that's where I am with it. Too. Yeah. Now I have a funny ugly for you. The ugly for me was in the beginning it was good, then it got bad, then it got ugly. Joey Votto. In, in the beginning, I liked his commentary because it was smart, it was thoughtful, it was witty. Then it got bad because I was like, okay, let me just watch the game. Then it got ugly because I got really ticked off in the last couple of innings because I was like, I do understand baseball is a slow-moving game and you've got to fill things in. <laughs> right. But right. I would have much preferred to hear, and forgive me uh, for, for if I get his name wrong, my apologies in advance, but I would have much preferred to hear the ESPN uh, two commentator, I believe Perez, because he was extremely insightful. So that was my ugly. I, I don't need the in game, not to that extent. Yeah. So I, I think that you know, when when you have those things going on, like you say, you have to feel some time as far as with the baseball broadcast. But you know, sometimes you just gotta leave, let it breathe, let the broadcast breathe. You know, yes. don't inundate me with with a, a gang of numbers and all this stuff man like the analytics stuff like i'm a fan like i like baseball i understand it but you don't have to hit me with a whole bunch of numbers like come on now yeah. let's, let's let's move on let's move on yes, <laughs> yeah. yes agreed so, so yeah. when we come back we're gonna go into what we consider to be our fun but sometimes a little edgy and sometimes a little serious a segment for the culture. So we're going to talk about something that we all think, especially us Southern Bells, know how to do, but not everybody is that good at it. And then we're going to talk as well about a situation that has now new legs to it, new information out there that is really going to potentially shake up one of our premier leagues in this country. So we'll talk about it on the other side. Come back and join us here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. We are back on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. And, you know, before we get started, T, you know, I always got to acknowledge our people, the viewers, the listeners yes. uh, of Locked On Sports Atlanta and also ATL Day Ones. It's not just ATL Day Ones. We also have A to Z with Mark Zeno. I know you remember him if you've been listening in the city at, at some point or at, ever. Um, and also, again, I'm going to check out my boy Hitting Hard with John Chuckery as well on Locked On Sports Atlanta. He's a big old network. Yeah, I said old. Yeah, without the D. Big old network. So mm -hmm. we wanted you to continue to check us out on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Sports Atlanta. And also, you can follow us on all audio platforms. Give us yes. a good review. How about that? You know, oh, it's levels to this thing, T. You know, like, subscribe, follow. And then once you hear it, we know you're going to like it. So, yeah, keep doing that. We appreciate you on, on that end. But, T, man, the NFL has stepped in it again. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they've already stepped in it. The, the, hand, the feet, the feet is in the, is in the pool. It's already in the pool. Yeah. Now, a couple of other people have added their names to the Brian Flores lawsuit. Mm -hmm. It's Steve Wilkes, who's former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, mm -hmm. and my boy Ray Horton, the man with the cornrows, kicking it like he's a brother supposed to. Uh, he's added his name to it as well. He had he said he had a sham mm -hmm. interview with the Tennessee Titans. 
Well, back in 2016. So mm-hmm. uh, when you think about this, T, I, I think that there is there are a lot of things that have that has gone on with the NFL when it comes to the Rooney Rule, and I, I think that you know a lot of people have known that it's kind of a sham. You know, mm-hmm. if you pay attention, yes, it just seems like it just smells funny. It smells yes. like a sham, right? Mm-hmm. And I think now with with all of these things that have come out, and uh, I know you saw a comment from Mike Malarkin. Now, yes. let's share uh, what he said mm-hmm. uh, in regards to what happened back in 2016 as well. Yes, he's the one that actually ended up getting the job. Mm-hmm. And you just, I think now it's just a matter of. Hey, we're actually confirming what we already thought anyway. What we already thought and what we yeah, and, and we say thought, but really, you know, it's it's what we already knew. And essentially, Mike Malarkey comes out, and there's of course audio that goes with this, but Mike Malarkey essentially said that when he was interviewing for that job, he was told explicitly by the Titans, starting with ownership, extending to their GM, that he had the job before the interview process even took place. And that is damning because in addition to what Ray Burton is saying, here is Mike Malarkey basically confirming that, yes, this takes place. Yes, this happens. And what really stood out for me, and you know, I want to be careful in how I state this, but if you take a step back and you look from a non-sport historical perspective, when oppressed people have spoken up for their rights are spoken up to say, hey, we're not being treated fairly, equally, properly. Typically, whoever is the oppressor or whoever is trying to keep them in their place, for lack of a better term, that person says, oh, no, that's not really true. That's just a one-off. Or maybe that person's just disgruntled because fired up or exactly, or we didn't give them the job, give them the job, so on and so forth. However, What typically happens is someone in a position of power, someone who has a seat at the table, someone who is willing to say, well, no, there's some credence to what they're saying, because here's what happened in my situation. That's the game changer. So I really believe the fact that Mike Malarkey made these comments long before this lawsuit ever came out. But these comments are resurfacing now about the Titans. And how he knew, he was told that he had that job in advance. Now you have someone who is a reputable, a respected. We know Mike Malarkey because mm-hmm. Mike Malarkey was one of the, on, on the Falcons coaching staff. So we had an opportunity to interact with him. And by all accounts, he's a man of integrity. So mm-hmm. if a man of integrity who has a pretty respectable coaching record in the NFL makes that kind of statement, you have to pay attention. You have to now listen because now it's not just, oh, Brian Flores is disgruntled because he doesn't have a job or, oh, Steve Wilkes is disgruntled because he was a one and done in Arizona. But that's the other piece there as well. Now you could say, okay, here's Mike Malarkey. Here's who you chose for the job. And here's how that did not work out for you. Meantime, you're looking at a lot of one and dones. I think about David Culley. Uh, with the Texans. And uh, yeah, so you think about one and done, or you think about um, Hugh Jackson, where it may not have been a one and done, but you were basically given a broken toy and told, hey, play with that. So yeah, I I truly just believe Mike Malarkey's comments and that revelation is going to change this conversation. completely. Yeah, I absolutely love it, though. You know, when you think about 
Like a lot of times you're gonna need when you talk about you know being oppressed or mm-hmm. or or people or white people, the majority, uh, mm-hmm. however you wanna refer to it, be, being the benefactors of that. Because look at all the owners, look at mm-hmm. most like ninety-nine percent or ninety-eight percent of them uh, are you know older white men. So mm-hmm. they generally are going to gravitate towards that, you know, somebody that looks like them. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, we talk about how Tiger Woods has had an effect on us as far as the game of golf, because mm-hmm. we see him, we identify with him. Oh, he looks like me. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in this game. And yes. a lot of people don't understand that that actually works. And that's how the world works, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so and I think that, that we, yeah, exactly. So when you have a situation where, you know, these guys are interviewing these these these, these white folks <laughs> in these in these interviews. They they're going to naturally gravitate towards that. So I think that. In, but in order to break that, you mm-hmm. have to understand that hey, these guys may not look like you, but they have talent as well. And yes. if you give them the opportunity, they need to be given the same leeway or mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt that these their white counterparts. They have to they have to because yeah. it just it doesn't make any sense as to why Steve Wilkes only got one year and right. David Cully, you know, only got right. one year. You know, because he's not a hot name, you know, he's not Sean McVay's understudy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so all those things come into play when you're talking about going through this hiring process and the rooney rule and why it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I'm actually glad that Mike Malarkey spoke up. Like I said, we've had interactions with him and you know, I've I don't think anything <laughs> I believe it wholeheartedly what he said. Like yeah. I don't question his statement. And I think that when people who get that benefit of the doubt start to speak up, mm-hmm. that's when you start to see some change. So I, I the NFL better get them get the money right. Um because yeah. they got a lawsuit on their hands and they have mm-hmm. witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> so, and when you start looking at it from a, tr- a diverse perspective because it's not always about race. Sometimes it's about right. gender. Sometimes it's about socioeconomic status as well. Indeed. When you look at the fact that to your earlier point, when we were uh, just preparing offline, when you look at the fact that six attorney generals across this country are basically putting pressure, applying pressure to the league about their treatment of women. Yeah. That's something that is on the radar as well about the league's inability to kind of see beyond just that kind of one dimensional space that they've played in for as long as the league has been in existence. So yeah, we'll, we'll be watching and kind of seeing what else comes up, what other information or new details come forward. And and we'll definitely keep you guys abreast of how this story is unfolding. No doubt about it, but I think on a, on a lighter note too, you know, it is a feel good Friday. So, you know, we want to kind of wrap the show up with something that, I feel like when you sent it to me, I just bust out laughing. I was like, oh, yeah, that's an indicator. We need to talk about it. <laughs> so Paula Patton um, put out a TikTok video about how she prepares fried chicken. Now, we know <laughs> when you post a TikTok video, TikTok is like the biggest explosion ever. Like, yeah, we're going to try to get some TikTok. Start we should. We uh, should. You know, we're going to try to play around with this thing. But she put out a TikTok video and she started, you know, breaking down how she does. Yes. And so she got the chicken out of there. You know, she watched it for like t- 10 seconds. And uh, then she started like putting it in the, the grease, tea. She put it in the flour. Then she put it in the grease. But she she, she put the seasoning in the grease. She seasoned the actual chicken. 
Even it was just paprika and pepper. Like, like you, you never heard of salt? Like, right. like help me out, T. Like, help, help Paula Patton out because I don't know what was going on when I saw Bless it. Bless her whole heart. Man, fried chicken is a... It's a it's a, yes. it's it's a, a staple. Yeah, it's a yes. staple. In the African-American community, you can't be messing up this stuff like that. And this. in the South. And in the South. South. So, yeah, and you know, we're right here in Atlanta, so <laughs> we, we know we know chicken, you know? Yeah, we and, know and, chicken. And, we don't yeah, know. We, if we don't know anything else, we know chicken. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it kind of hurt my heart because... Right. Then she comes back and kind of gives a follow-up explanation when Twitter kind of went in on her. Right, and she yeah. says, well, you know, of this course. is my mom does it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so lucky she's cute. Mommy she is so mommy lucky. She's cute. Or, you know, if she has a significant other who does not require that cooking is a thing, like that's not a deal breaker for them, then she should be good to go. However, if not, you might want to reset. Like you, if you've ever met Patty LaBelle, she can reset this. She can help you with this, you know, in that celebrity realm of celebrities who can cook Tia Mori Hardrick too. She's Mm -hmm. a boy. She's amazing. But here's the thing on a basic level, on a basic level, I need the salt. I need the pepper. Then I need the seasoned salt. Right. And then I need, you know, some. Uh, herbs and spices and it just depends on exactly you know what it is that, that you like to do I know for, for me right we season both so first of all we're the people in my family who actually wash the chicken like we might actually leave it in there soaking and then get it out and spray it and all that other stuff so we're going to make sure whether it's chicken greens or whatever that your food is clean that's my yeah. one yeah. part two is we're going to season the breadcrumbs the flour, because we do breadcrumbs bread as well. So we're going to season down the walls and for the folks yeah. that don't know. Exactly. So we're going to season all of that just in case those breadcrumbs are not quite right. We're going to put a little seasoning in the breadcrumbs. We're going to put a little seasoning in the flour. And then we're going to actually season it, the meat. Yeah. And then we're going to douse it in there. Sometimes we even leave it overnight. Just depends. Yeah. Especially yeah. for like your baked chicken, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. you really, really wanted to, to kind of get in get there, in there yeah. flavor or like a white meat, like a you know, a pork chop or something like that, or turkey. Right. But going back to, to the fried chicken. And then once we have done all of that, then we're gonna check our grease to make sure that our grease is hot enough. We're not gonna just throw all six pieces in there. We're gonna put a little something in, make sure this grease is right, and then we get down to business. Right. I didn't see any of those steps going on in that TikTok. You, went, you brought that thing down step by step, and she didn't do none of that. So, yeah, Polly, you need to try again. Like, yes. like call Patty up, I'm sure. Yes. You know, yes, somebody, Tim, Lori Harden, somebody. Somebody, call yeah. somebody up and get Phone a friend, people. like phone a friend. <laughs> or if you don't phone a friend, if that is not something that you choose to do, if you are here in the South, and hey, let's say you don't have time to do that, then I suggest you get to Publix, Mrs. Winners, Popeyes, or whatever your mm-hmm. local chicken joint is, and you can fake it now. You can yeah. fake it. We don't have to know where you got the chicken from. Yeah. You can play like you made it, but don't serve that. Don't do that to your people. Please don't. If you really love them, yeah. don't. Yeah. And we love you right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. Like we really, I really mean that. Like I'm not saying that just for, for effect, but we love y'all. We, yeah, we appreciate, appreciate y'all for checking us out. Yeah. Right here on ATL Day Ones on the Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube. Go like, go subscribe, check us out. Follow us on all the audio plat- platforms. 
T, you know on Monday, you know what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. We have to be talking about the Braves versus the Reds. Hopefully yes. they get the series win. Hopefully. And they can kind of bounce back tonight and yes. throughout the weekend and show them who, who the Braves really are. That's yes. what we're going to do. And hopefully we're having Hawks talk that says the Hawks went 2-0 this yeah. weekend and they got some luck of the draw with a couple of losses from their Eastern Conference foes. And maybe we're talking about them hosting a play-in game. So looking forward to that. And be kind of cool if Tiger makes it to Sunday. And if he does, or even makes it to Saturday, we'll talk about that as well. And any other breaking news in the world of sports, especially the world of sports here in Atlanta, you want to hear about it? You need to check out ATL Day Ones on Monday. Well, check us out. We'll be back on Monday, and we'll see you. You don't want to miss it. It's ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. Enjoy the weekend.